Hey, I'm Kayla. And I'm Adam. And this is If You Can Keep Your Head. If you hear any loud crashes tonight, it's not us being, like, clumsy. It's thunder. It's probably Kayla being clumsy. She's just blaming it on the thunder. (laughs) No, we really are getting, like, our first rain in a month. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. And our five-year-old is terrified of it. I wonder why. I'm not scared of it. I just... So... You keep telling her she's going to be struck by lightning. No, I didn't. Never said that. But Adam's like, hey, let's go outside and look at the lightning. And she's like, okay. And I turn around, and they're both sitting outside in metal chairs right between two very large trees. Yeah. We were good. No. Lightning was a long ways away. No. It was dumb. It was a long ways away. (laughs) You're... Whatever. We'll move on. So, we're actually, usually we record this earlier in the weekend, but we are actually recording this on a Sunday night this time because we had family visiting. So, I feel like behind the ball, I don't feel, I don't feel like we're as prepared as normal. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even bring any notes for this, so. Good job. Way to so, go. Yeah, well, this goes. I'll just steal yours. Wow. We are doing part two of the First Amendment tonight. So... We're covering the religion clause and the clause about peaceably assembling and petitioning the government. Um, Would you like to go back over and reread? Sorry, this is probably loud in the microphone. Don't mean to beep it. Um, Would you like to read the First Amendment again? Sure. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So last time we talked about freedom of speech and freedom of the press. Um, You know, I think freedom of speech is probably the most important part of the First Amendment, but I also think that freedom of religion is a very important cause because it's protects everyone from having to worship the way the government thinks you should. It also protects people from having to worship at all if they don't want to. Um, You can't get in trouble for not being Christian. Nobody can throw you in jail for being a heretic, um, burn you at stake, things like that. Well, at the time that the First Amendment was coming around, this was the most important to them due to the fact that that's why they left England. They were being persecuted for their religion, for being Protestant, uh, and that's why they left and came here. So, in their eyes, that's why this is number one, and it's the first part of the First Amendment, is that you should have a freedom of religion. Um, The Founding Fathers were all different religious backgrounds, and so they thought that the best way to protect religious liberties was to keep the government out of religion, which like you just said, was very important. They didn't want to be, you know, that nobody wanted the Church of England to rule over them anymore. Um, I think that right now there's, you know, a group in this country who call themselves the silent majority. And they like to fight for their religious freedoms, their religious liberties which is fine and dandy. But the problem with that is that they keep trying to impose their religious beliefs on other people through that. Trying to say that the lady who wouldn't 
sign marriage certificates for gay marriages, even though it was legal in her state, citing her religious beliefs. So they were holding up progress and holding up people's, you know, their actual rights because she was claiming it was her religious liberty. I think that that's taking it too far. You are allowed to believe whatever you want to believe, but if it's part of your job to follow through on something, you shouldn't be able to say, you know, it's my religion, I'm not going to do it. At that point, I think you should lose your job. She was a public servant? Yes. Signing marriage certificates? Yes. I See, that in that instance, I, I think that she shouldn't necessarily lose her job, but there's an easy way around that. Ask somebody else who works in the office, hey, do you mind signing this? I'm not comfortable with it. Right? And you have that right to not be comfortable with something based on your religion. That's perfectly fine. Um, the one that I always think about is like the the baker that wouldn't make the cake for the gay couple's marriage. Mm-hmm. Asshole thing to do. I mean, makes you the- a douche, but at the same right, he has that right because, and it's his own personal business. That's where the difference in those two comes in. But. Yes, that there's a difference there. However, on that instance, I don't. I think that discrimination should not be discrimination based on someone's gender, someone's um, homosexuality or heterosexuality or race should not be something that you're allowed to do in a business, private or not. You can say, you know, they can refuse the right, refuse service to anybody, but you can't refuse service based on discrimination. And that is where you cross the line there. That was an episode or an instance of discrimination. So that's where I have a problem with that. Do I think that if I was the couple who was told no, that I would sue him and force him to do it? No, because at that point, I don't want you ruining, like, you know, shitting on my parade. (laughs) I would just find someone else. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the next baker down the street. I would much rather give... I'll pay you rather than somebody else. I would rather pay someone who supports and celebrates my marriage, or at least doesn't shit all over my marriage. Um... But I do think that that was an instance, again, of someone using their religious liberties, air quotes, to be, to just show discrimination. And I think that's wrong. But I, that's always, it's questionable on that because you do have the freedom of religion. You have the freedom to believe what you want, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the freedom to act the way that you want because the, the two different sides of the First Amendment kind of play off of each other there where you have the freedom of your religion and to not agree with things like homosexuality, but you also don't have the freedom to discriminate against somebody, which goes against the other half of the First Amendment. So it's really a weird, like, double-edged sword. Well, basically it's saying you can believe what you want to believe, but you can't force that on anybody else. Yeah, which is great because, like, I'm always fond of saying that religion is like a penis. It's great if you have one. It's cool if you're proud of it. Just don't shove it down my throat. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a perfect saying. That's not. That, that is an absolute well, perfect saying. Oh, it's a perfect saying, but that is not the quote I'm going to pull from this to make, like, any I, teaser trailers. I think you should. <laughs> okay, so there's two provisions concerning religion. The Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause. Do you know anything about that? Nope. Okay. 
All I can see on your paper there is you have in giant bold letters in the very middle of the The lemon test. The lemon test. (laughs) And I have no idea what that is, and it's the only thing I can look at. (laughs) We'll get to that. Okay, so the the Establishment Clause prohibits the government from establishing a religion. Historically, that meant prohibiting state-sponsored churches, such as the Church of England. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Today, the government can resist religion only if... It meets the lemon test, and the lemon test was a court case um, that reached the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court decided that these three instances were the only reasons that the government could resist religion. Okay. Okay. Um, if the primary purpose of the uh, sorry, does say resist? I don't know. Okay, whatever. The primary purpose of the assistance is secular. Um, the assistance must neither promote nor inhibit religion. And if there is no excessive entanglement between church and state. So remember we were talking about church and state before and how those words are not in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this is where it comes into play because the Supreme Court has said. Has, yeah, they put it, it. Yes, it can. There can be no church and state entanglement when it comes to religion. Mm-hmm. So there's a precedent for it. Yes, there's a precedent for it. What I find interesting is that in the history of the United States, every single president has either been a Christian or at least had to claim they were Christian mm-hmm. in order to be elected. Yes. And that's because of the quote-unquote silent majority. But honestly, I really think that that should have no bearing on it. I don't think we should even know a person's religion when it comes to electing an, a, any kind of official. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't... Personally, I wouldn't care what religion you were to elect somebody. But then again, if you look at it, the political lines are drawn almost solely on religion. Conservatives are typically more religious, whereas Democrats or liberals are much less religious um, for the most part, and their values are based off of their religion. So it, it makes sense that every president would be but not every president has been a Republican or a conservative. No, but... So you would think that in that in the cases where Democrat presidents were elected, if you're following your logic, that they wouldn't have been necessarily a Christian. My point is, I really don't think that that should even come into play. I think it's... I think it's completely beside the point of their duty in office, whether or not they put their hand on a Bible or whether or not they've ever cracked open a Bible. Honestly, I don't care. I don't care if they're Christian. I don't care if they're Muslim. I don't care if they worship Satan. I don't care. If you're going to do the job that you were elected to do and you're going to do it well, that's all I care about. You yeah, know? that's all anybody should care about, but that's not what's going to happen. No, and people, like, when Osama... Not Osama. <laughs> <laughs> when Obama... Oh, my gosh. When Obama Call was elected... that a Freudian slip. <laughs> I'd call it I'm tired. Um, when Obama was elected, everybody kept going up in arms that he was a Muslim and because of his name. And honestly, it was so annoying because who gave a shit? Who cares if he was Muslim? Who cares? If he was going to do the job that he was put there to do, that should be all that matters. There are checks and balances in the government, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what their religion is, they're not going to be able to sign into law things that are going to be completely against what this country actually wants, just solely based off their religious whims. So 
I think it's important to establish that separation between church and state. Our rules, our laws should not be affected by anybody's religious text. Do you agree? Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. I agree. <laughs> That's one of the things that we've always agreed on, I think. But, yes. I mean, at the same point, you have to understand that the vast majority of Americans are religious. Um, and of that majority, you're going to find mostly Christians. So that's what people are comfortable with. That's what they want. And it helps them to know. Plus, oh, it helps them to know that our politicians are Christians. They need that comfort in there. Uh, especially post 9-11, you're not going to have comfort in a Muslim politician. Look at uh, Ilhan Omar from my home state of Minnesota. Uh, she is a Muslim woman and she has gotten so much flack for that just because of that fact from the time that she became but that's my whole point it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter and if it doesn't is, matter if she is in there doing the job she was elected to do and doing it well that should be what counts but then the problem is that not only has she gotten flack for it she's pushed back and then she's brought in religion as almost a weapon to kind of fight the fight that fact in there because she has said very some pretty anti-semitic things and has condemned Israel as well so that's not great but again that's something that our politicians should not be doing is bringing religion in and fighting with religion religion should be left completely out of all of the political aspects in my opinion it does not have a bearing on what's going on but anyways but then okay. again neither one of us are religious so no yeah i mean we're both atheists so <laughs> what do we know except that we were both grew up religious we were both very religious up until our 20s well i was a teenager but yeah. you were in your 20s i corrupted you i guess it's because you're a satan woman adam used to have a tattoo of a stone cross on his arm and he put cracks in it to make it look like it was worn and weathered. And one of them was at the bottom, and I always told him it looked like a butt crack. <laughs> he got it covered up. I think it's because I tormented him about it enough. It's because you're mean, and <laughs> you're a devil woman. <laughs> Don't get butt crack tattoos on your arm. Anyways, so the other clause is the free exercise clause, and that protects citizens' right to practice their religion as they please, so long as the practice does not run afoul of the public morals or a compelling government interest. Um, the government can't penalize you because of your religious beliefs. It's basically what that means. Mm -hmm. So Again, believe what you want. If you need to believe in religion, if you need to have some sort of faith or something to get through the day, by all means do it. Just don't press it on anybody else, and the government should not be pressing their beliefs on you. That's the way that it works. Just you do you. I mean, that's the simple answer to it. Do whatever makes you happy. Just don't mess with anybody else. Yeah, that's pretty much your straight-up philosophy in life. Go for it. <laughs> whatever you want. You want to be a Satanist? Go for it. I'm starting to think that they might be the only ones who have it right. Are you talking about, like, the Satanic Temple? Like, yeah, the, the Satanic Church. 
not the ones who actually worship Satan, but the ones who are no. atheists. Yeah, the ones who are atheists that they're like nine rights or whatever they are are like don't mess with anybody else don't have sexual relations with somebody unless they're willing yeah well i think it's funny that people get so up in arms about them because if you actually read their tenets they're a really great group yeah they they... have some amazing (laughs) points um i think my ex is actually a member i'm pretty sure he joined and yeah just the words though that's the thing is so people get so fired up and upset over words and we were talking about that last time words only have you know they can only affect you if you allow them to and so as soon as they see the word satanic they're like oh Mm -hmm. but if you actually look at what this organization is about they're a really awesome organization yeah that was the other thing that people get caught up on is they always talk about like magic and things like that but they don't actually believe in magic or demons or satan or anything like that they just believe in being a pretty decent person and yeah don't be an asshole yeah don't mess with anybody else (laughs) so okay um going back to the establishment clause the establishment clause means that the government may not give financial support to any religion except that they do yes but they're not supposed to well they don't give financial support they just don't charge them taxes which is pretty much the exact same thing. Um, and this is something that I was reading that I thought was very interesting. What I read was that this clause is why many school voucher programs actually violate the establishment clause because they give taxpayer money to schools that promote religion. So the whole thing that Little Miss Betsy wants to push through this voucher program is against the First Amendment, it's unconstitutional because it would give taxpayer money to religious schools and uh, or schools that promote religion and teach religion and that is unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional, but it's not necessarily wrong. Like, if you're going to do a voucher program for all schools, then you have to include the religious schools in there as well. It's Now, if you're no, doing because, a voucher program for no, just the religious schools... No, but this is the problem. Religious schools do not get taxpayer money. They're not supposed to because they are religious. That's against the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. If you're going to do a voucher program, you do not have to give them your money because the government is only supposed to, s- to fund the schools who do not teach religion, promote religion, push religion. Yeah. Okay. Um... Because it is not constitutional to teach religion in public schools, um, they're run by the government. They're not allowed to teach it. Um, you can teach about how religion influences history and literature and philosophy, but you cannot promote any religious beliefs or practices. Yeah. Um, students can be excused from school activities if they conflict with their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So that's protected. Your First Amendment right protects that. Um But you cannot have faculty or student-led prayer at school-sponsored events or at school because that's unconstitutional. However, every individual has the right to pray on their own. They just cannot be disruptive or trying to force others to pray along. Yeah. Again, just you. if you want to pray, go for it. Yep. Don't force it on any other children. Don't force it on anybody else that goes to that school. Do you see that this week... I think it was. I think it's this upcoming week. Is bring your Bible to di- bring your Bible to school day across the country, mm-hmm. where 
It started a couple of years ago at like one school, one student. We started did that a, at my school. It it was like fifteen years ago, I guess, that it started with like one student, and then it kind of caught on, and now it's like five hundred thousand students throughout the U.S. Bring your Bible to school, and you're supposed to, like have a meeting with the other students who are participating and do Bible readings or something like that. Again, go well, for it. And that's what I was about to cover. Religious clubs are okay as long as the activity takes place outside of school hours. So if they're doing that and it's part of a club or whatever, um, perfectly fine, perfectly constitutional as long as it's before or after school. Mm-hmm. That's why I like see with the poll is always before school hours. Yeah. Okay. Um, did y'all do that? See you at the poll? Nope. Do you have any idea what that is? So I'm going to guess it's something about voting. <laughs> no. Context The flagpole. Nope. <laughs> you nodded and smiled and agreed with me like you had, like you were on track with me. I thought that would... I, see you at the polls. I thought it was see you at the polls. No. Like you were going to do something about voting. <laughs> Clearly you're from the north. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, we don't worship the Confederate flag up north like you did. It's not the Confederate flag. It's the American flagpole. Yeah, we'll see. So, see you at the poll is where the groups would, um, not groups, but students would go and you meet before school that day and everybody comes and surrounds the flagpole and you all hold hands and you have a moment of prayer and it's student-led prayer. Um, Before school, you're praying for your school, you're praying for the safety, you're praying for whatever you think you need to pray for. Um, A lot of the times they would have like somebody who led worship at a local church might be there and like play the guitar and sing with you or whatever. That's see you at the poll. It's a big thing in the South. Half of those kids were praying for the rise of the Confederacy. That's exactly what they were praying for. You're such an asshole. <laughs> Anyways, um, the second thing that makes uh, that your religious club is okay as long as school officials are not involved in organizing or running the club. It has to be completely student-led, completely student-organized. Um, and third, the school must make its facilities available to all student groups on an equal basis. So you can't say, like, yeah... You know, you can use it, but... The Muslim group down the street can't use it. Yeah. You yeah. have to make it available to everybody if they need it for whatever reason. Um, so, basically, religious freedom is protected in all forms. You are free to worship whoever you want, however you want, as long as it's not detrimental to someone else. Um, and that means that you are also free to not worship at all, and you cannot be penalized for that. Which all of that should be. And in a perfect world where it was actually followed, it would be great. Yeah. It's when that uh, pesky separation of church and state gets a little bit, you know, hazy <laughs> that we have an issue. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, so the last thing that we need to cover on the First Amendment is the right to peaceably assemble. And to petition the government. And to petition the government. For Same redress thing. of grievances. So sue the government for them breaking your First Amendment right, which we've already established they typically tend to do quite a bit. These two are actually one of the, not one of the same, but they go together. Yeah. Uh, so the right to peaceably assemble, just like it says, you have the right to organize a group, or just yourself if you really feel like it, <laughs> to assemble and protest. Um, whatever that is, whether it's the government, a business, um, anything like that, as long as you are, there's a couple of 
stipulations that you have to follow. So okay, so it's not those. absolute. Um, yeah. The government can impose restrictions, but they have to be very specific. Um, so they can impose restrictions on time, place, and manner of peaceful assembly, and they can require a permit. Um, so they can't tell you that you can't have your protest just because they don't like it. But they can say you have to have a permit for it first, which... And then they can make it impossible to get that permit. Well, they can, but they don't normally. I mean, like the Women's March, I'm sure many politicians did not want to happen because it was massive. Um, People probably were upset about it, but they couldn't tell them no. And then on the other side of that, the Charleston... It was in Charleston, right? No. No, where was it? Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Oh, my God. It was two completely different places. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Geography is not my strong suit. They don't even... Nor is memory. (laughs) They're in different states. (laughs) They start with C's. Okay? They don't even sound similar, really. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, my point being, they also were able to assemble and to you know, have their protest and have their meeting, even though it caused massive outrage, which it should have. Um, what are you going to say about that? Well, that one, that one probably does not actually fall under the right to peaceably assemble because, um, part of that is that you cannot pose a clear and present danger of a riot or disorder happening. Um, and that one pretty much immediately devolved into riots and disorder both so therefore it's no longer covered under the first amendment well i mean it was still covered on the first amendment but it shouldn't have been yeah it shouldn't have been um yeah you can't like he said you can't pose a clear and present danger um you also cannot impede traffic um on public streets or any other immediate threat to public safety or order Mm mm-hmm so you can't like weren't there a lot of the black Lives matter protests that they would stand on the streets they would stand on the freeways and block traffic yes that is not in your first amendment right you cannot do that um is also not in your first amendment right to run them over yes you can't run people over (laughs) that and that's that's where it's really fun to see this is when you see people that block traffic and then the inverse action to that is somebody saying, well, I'm just going to run them over and I'll be protected because they can't block traffic. That's it's not... You can't be a dumbass. That That's called manslaughter. Yeah. And if you... It's fucking illegal, you asshole. If you think that it's not, check out the dude who ran somebody over in his Mustang in the middle of the... I think that was Charlottesville. Where he ran over one of the protesters and killed them and then he just got convicted of manslaughter and went to jail for 20 years, I believe. Yeah, don't be fucking stupid everybody could that just be like the general rule don't be fucking stupid what have i been saying (laughs) don't Don't be be, don't be stupid and and you do whatever you want do whatever you want as long as you're not an asshole to somebody else (laughs) adam is like the most chill guy apparently he's not though he sounds super chill i am incredibly chill just do whatever you feel like as long as it doesn't bother me that's it. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah. I mean, I personally think that the First Amendment is one of the most important topics to cover. It's 
such a fundamental right and everybody should understand those rights. You shouldn't go into it thinking, you know, like we talked about with freedom of speech. Yes, you are free to say whatever you want, but also know that there are going to be consequences for that, not from the government, but from the general public. Um, I can't go off and call, like, my boss a motherfucking asshole and expect to be covered by the First Amendment. My boss is probably going to fire me. And you might get smacked in the mouth. Well, that would just be fucking rude. Well, that's what happens when you. I don't, I don't have a boss. Just kidding. I don't have a boss. I'm your so. boss. You're going to get <laughs> smacked in the mouth. So, um, I also think it's important to protect everyone's right to freedom of religion. Um, I think it's important to not. to make sure this country doesn't try to establish a, you know, national religion. I think it's important that we also make sure that people of all religious varieties are safe, protected, and can worship how they see fit as long as it's not, again, not going to hurt anyone else. You can't go out and, you know, murder people, sacrifice people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a chicken every once in a while. <laughs> Swear to God. Well, I'm been kind of considering voodoo so what voodoo is probably the way to go they most likely got it right on the whole religion thing i'm pretty sure adam's losing his fucking mind no i'm gonna become a voodoo priest oh okay mm-hmm. well you can just move on down to new orleans then now you're supposed to be from the south you got to figure out how to actually say it now well, i didn't want it no we don't say that yes you do we say new orleans or new orleans no you don't we don't say Nolens. You also say ol. Yeah, because that's how you say the word ol. What? Ol. What? That's how you say it. The word is oil. It's ol. Oil. You're going to get punched in your big fat nose. <laughs> Stop being a jerk. Oil. Ol. And it's also lawyer. 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 It's all right. We'll work on phonics <laughs> next week. I believe that's going to be it for this episode. Yep, this is a short one, short and sweet. Um, message us if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, anything you're interested in, you know, putting in your two cents about. We'd love to hear it. Um, you can email us at keepyourheadpodcast at gmail.com or you can message me on Instagram at keepyourheadpodcast. We have a Facebook page, if you can keep your head, that Adam's in charge of. So uh, It's like three episodes behind, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> So, yeah, that was it for this time. If you can keep your head. Oil. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) The word is oil. Good night, everyone. Bye.